0: You choose Columbus Business First every week to give you the inside industry intelligence for nearly every business sector in central Ohio. And Columbus Business First chose Crate Media as its official podcast partner for its unique show, Women of Influence, now 70 episodes strong. With 4 million shows, hundreds of millions of listeners, and industry advertising revenues approaching $4 billion, podcasting is the fastest-growing audio medium in the U.S., from law to medical, construction to automotive, retail to real estate, every brand has a story. Let Crate Media help tell yours. Visit crate.media/cbf to learn more about how we can help while receiving a free one-hour casting session with our expert producers, which will help to uncover and shape your company's branded podcast. To learn more about sponsoring Columbus Business First Women of Influence podcast, please email Advertising Director Steve Hewitt at hewitt at bizjournals.com to get started. That's S-H-E-W-I-T-T at bizjournals.com.
1: Hi, y'all. This is Eleanor Kennedy, Assistant Managing Editor of Columbus Business First, and the host of this podcast, Women of Influence. This podcast features conversations with Columbus's leading women in business in which they talk about how they gained power, how they keep it, and how other women can follow in their footsteps. Today we're chatting with Heather Blair, Columbus Tech Hub Leader for JPMorgan Chase. Thanks for joining us, Heather.
2: Thank you, I'm very glad to be here.
1: So Heather, to start off with, just to give everybody kind of a basic understanding, I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about your position at J.P. Morgan. What does that entail leading this tech hub that we have here in Columbus? What are you responsible for and what is your team really handling?
2: We're very fortunate in JPMorgan Chase to have 5,000 technology uh, strong employees here in Columbus. And so my responsibility as the tech center lead is to make sure that as a technology community, we're coming together as one tech organization and doing everything that we can to deliver for all of our customers in Columbus and, and across the globe. And so my responsibility is to make sure that we're working as one tech organization and finding ways to grow our skills and and introduce new technologies and to make sure that we're delivering great functionality for our customers.
1: Can you give me some examples of technologies that you're working on or or, um, just other projects that, that people might not realize came out of Columbus?
2: Just recently, if we think about the pandemic and the way that we had to react for our customers there, um, a couple things that, that we did out of Columbus. One is making sure that we are satisfying the needs of all of our 39 million mobile customers. So, if we think about giving people ways to interact with us differently and being able to do things online or digitally versus doing those things going into a branch if people wanted to stay at home. And then we're also very proud of the fact that as we looked at the PPP bro- program for small businesses and the, the government funding there to help small businesses within Columbus and elsewhere, but that was the lead out of Columbus as well with all the great development to make sure that that was done digitally for our customers very quickly in a time with a pandemic when they needed it the most.
1: Yeah, that was obviously a big onslaught for banks, all those applications coming in and all those questions from customers. So that required a lot of kind of back-end support, I guess, or a lot of technology. Yeah, if you can
2: imagine, from the time that a customer uh, does, does the application online, through the processing and underwriting and approval and getting them the funds, there's a lot of technology work that goes into that. So I'm just very, very proud of all the work that was done to, to get that in place for the customers in a very, very, very short period of time. And so it's a really great accomplishment that, that was uh, led by the technology organization.
1: Great. Well, and talk a little bit more about working through the pandemic. I actually cannot tell. Are you in your office or are you in your home?
2: I am. I am at home in my okay. home office.
1: It's a very professional looking home office as opposed to I've got like my refrigerator in the back. The <laughs> um, so how has that been? Is your full team, is everybody still remote at this point?
2: Yeah, mostly people are working from home so we haven't reopened Columbus yet so that hopefully we'll reopen back into the office. In the next few weeks so we're closely monitoring that so so far most everybody is at home we do have some people that are working in the office so one of the key things that we lead out of columbus is all of our atm development you know as an example across um, the company and so sometimes we need to be in the office to do testing and things like that that needs to be done in person but most everybody's been working from home and so so as you can imagine this new virtual environment getting everyone first set up to work from home and making sure that everybody had all the right capacity and and, uh, ways to make sure that everybody could get their work done from home and then still making sure that people felt connected Mm. to everyone and so what I really love about this company is that we place a lot of importance on that and so getting virtual connections through virtual town halls or coffee chats or virtual happy hours we've been doing a lot of that just to make sure that people still feel connected even though they all right this point at home and not necessarily getting that day to day interaction in the office and so a lot of a lot of interaction and camaraderie going on over zoom
1: and how has it been personally for you had you ever worked from home much before in your career or has this been totally new
2: this has been new so i have to i have to admit that i am a big believer uh historically of working in the office and having that line between home and work you know as much as possible in terms of my workspace and so it's been really interesting for me because I have three young girls. So I have uh, an 11 year old and I have twins that are five, almost six. And so finding that balance of of being at work and working and being in my meetings and then dealing with the family interruptions. And that's one thing that I've actually really appreciated about working from home is that we're all getting to know each other's spouses and kids and pets. And and I was even, I was doing an internal uh, town hall and my cats came in and interrupted in the middle and had a cat fight like literally in my office I when was <laughs> doing the introduction so it's been a balance but what i like about it and one of the reasons why i love working here is that we really do believe in inclusion and diversity and i think that this has expanded that even more because now we see more of us as humans and our personal lives and so i feel like my personal life has definitely been on the forefront so a lot of people have met my girls and my cats at this point and so it's been an interesting uh, interesting adjustment but definitely something that i've gotten used to over the last the last uh, many months
1: yeah and i'm sorry how old did you say your kids are
2: my oldest is 11 in the sixth grade and then i have twins that are five almost six they'll be six in a couple of weeks
1: gotcha and are they back in school or fully remote right now
2: they are fully remote so we're doing the virtual uh, virtual learning so the twins are starting kindergarten and then my oldest is starting middle school in the sixth grade so all all virtually right now
1: and how are how is that going that's a new wrinkle on top of the past Six months of just being, or I guess in the spring you were virtual, but
2: yeah, it's uh, it's so far it's going well. So I did decide to to have a learning coach come to help during the course of the day to help oh, the girls through school helpful, because, yeah. um, and as you can imagine, it's kind of hard to balance, especially with kindergarten because they yeah. aren't as self sufficient, and so. I'm fortunate to have someone that's um, that's helping during the course of the day to get them through their schoolwork, and so so far it's going pretty well. I wasn't sure going into it how virtual school would um you know, would look, but it, so far
1: it's going it's going pretty well. Hopefully it's not. I feel kindergarten. I feel so bad for kindergartners. So. I do too. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's sad. You're so excited, and then. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they'll be able to to get all those, they'll get tired of school eventually. So I guess they get a little more time. You, I think you mentioned at this beginning, how big is the, the Tech Hub team that you are leading?
2: Well, we have uh, 5,000 technologists um, approximately here in Columbus. And we've got a wide variety of, of uh, technologies here. So we I mentioned earlier some of the mobile development, if you think about being a digital customer, our ATM development happens here. We've got most every line of business represented. Our infrastructure teams are here. Asset wealth management is here, and so we've got the benefit of having a lot of different technology skills and lines of business represented here in Columbus.
1: What's your experience like? And I, you know, I imagine this is happening a little bit below you, but I'm sure you're familiar with it. Recruiting talent to Columbus or finding talent in Columbus is that you know something that's. Uh... That's readily available for JP Morgan here. Are you pulling people from bigger markets a lot of the time? What does that look like?
2: Yeah, It's really a combination. So we really do try to entice technologists to come to Columbus because Columbus is a great city. And we've got a lot of variety of, of opportunities here in Columbus, like I mentioned, in terms of technologies that whether it's cloud or um, you know, mobile development or all different types of, um, of technologies, microservices. We've got a lot of that to offer here in Columbus, and so we do try to entice people to come to Columbus who are not already here. And then, as you can imagine, we also are, are very focused on on recruiting talent here that's already local. We even have a recruiting event that's coming up um, in a couple of days, you know, in the evening, and we're really focusing on continuing our, our our focus on diversity and making sure that we're finding diverse talent. That's incredibly important for us. I'm really proud of the fact that you know, in Columbus, about fifty percent of our employees are. Female, which is great, and so we're continuing to not only you know, female technologists, but black, black and Hispanic technologists as well. Just making sure that we're focusing on um, continuing our efforts around diversity, and so we, that's a huge focus for us in, in recruiting talents. And, and I'm doing, like I said, the Recruiting Event upcoming uh, here on Thursday, that uh, that I'll be doing a, a keynote for.
1: How have you built that type of workforce? Is is it are you targeting you know women in technology groups? Sort of how are you finding? that talent, because so often you'll hear, oh, it's a pipeline issue or whatever. So you guys clearly have, have figured out the pipeline piece of it.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's a continuing challenge. So I'd say that it's a like continuing or continuing to learn and, and then to, to make sure that we're doing different things around it but I am proud of the fact that we partner with a lot of universities and we you know focus on recruiting university talent and so as we are we've got a couple of really great programs we've got a summer internship program and then we have a software engineering program that we call our step program which is a full-time employee program for kids um, for students coming right out of school and so what I'm excited about is that we've done a very good job of recruiting diverse populations coming out of the universities that enable us to get a more diverse population Internally, where people are starting their careers, and then we also do have quite a focus on making sure that we're finding people later in their careers as well, and, and welcoming them, welcoming them to JPMorgan Chase. Um, but it is pipeline is always going to be a challenge, honestly, in technology. I don't, I don't know that anyone would say anyone would say we absolutely have that figured out. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we're doing that we think will pay off in the long run is we're very focused on students grades K through twelve, and so partnering with Columbus City Schools and doing activities within Columbus City Schools. And then also in the, we're focusing right now on the digital divide. And so um, we were the first think, corporate company to, to donate $50,000 for broadband access within Ohio. And so as part of that, we're also partnering with Cosign on how can, we, how can we give students opportunities as they're picking up their lunches to get activities like STEM activities that encourages them to focus on their science, technology, you know, and math. and so we're very focused on not only the college but then also k-12 which we hope you know over time will, will help to get more and more uh, diverse uh, people into technology
1: awesome well, that all sounds great well you yourself now if i'm reading your bio correctly you were on more of the business side before you got into this kind of it arena is that right can you talk a little bit about your background
2: yeah, sure so i've been fortunate to have roles both in technology and in the business and so you know i was it's interesting, especially thinking about being um, you know, female in, in technology. I was very fortunate to be raised by an engineer. And so I was raised to believe that I should stay focused on math and science and continue that journey. But kind of ironically, in college, I ended up um, not majoring in, in computer science and came out of college and just kind of fell into, into technology because I was hired to do some training so I, so I so i've been at the bank now for almost 21 years and so when i first came in it's when banking center managers were first getting their very first computer and so i was teaching them how to use email so i was teaching them how to double click you know like one two one two double click really, really quickly and so and so i was on the phone all day long with banking center managers and then what ended up happening is that the program itself to roll out the computers was having some challenges. And so I ended up taking over the program and that's how I got into technology. Mm. So I've been very fortunate to have different roles in technology on the infrastructure, kind of desktop network type side of technology, and then uh, roles in the business as well. So helping with um, some AML KYC you know, type work and operations, uh, risk work in, in business banking, and then came back into technology. And I'm more on the consumer side. So in addition to the tech center lead role that I have, I also have another um, like kind of day job, which is managing technology for consumer. So the, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the branch technology. And so I've been very fortunate. And that's one of the reasons why I love working at this company, and that I've been able to have roles both in technology and in the
1: business you know, throughout my, my career here. I gotta say, I feel like my mom learned the double click lesson too well because now like now I feel like you really don't need to do it very much and she's like always double clicking on stuff and I'm like word will open if you just like hit that drop down or whatever it's just very I yeah. mean she's just doing her best so anyways that's just, you know. No, it's just one click right now yeah it. yeah yeah it's all changed you know you learn one thing and then or now you know Everything's touchscreen. Well, that's cool that you've had that sort of balance and and mix of those positions. So, and are you from Columbus originally or from Ohio? Yeah, I'm
2: I'm from Ohio. So I grew up in Dayton, just Mm -hmm. down the road. And then I came to Columbus to go to Ohio State and then just never really left.
1: Mm -hmm. Got it. Transitioning to talk a little bit more about you. So I ask this question a lot and I feel like it's hard to answer. How many hours a week would you say you're working?
2: So I would say that, you know just just in in terms of some background, so I have to admit that earlier in my career, I was not doing a great job around work-life balance. And so I would definitely work more hours than I probably should have been working. And so over time, I've had to train myself to make sure that I recognize that I just need to, to focus on the time that I'm in the office of being as productive as possible and making sure that I've got the right team. Um, you know, around me. And then that allows me just to to have work-life balance. And I actually, it was um, just in terms of like the the challenges of balancing work and being a mom and, you know, all of those, those kinds of things, you know, I do find myself now much more balanced. So I would say maybe like 45 to sometimes maybe 50 hours a week is uh, probably how often I'm working. And then the good thing is with um, the, the flexibility that we have here, you know, at JPMorgan Chase, so I can I block up a little time with the girls if I need to or you know I can work in the evenings if I need to but I'd say say 45-ish to 50 hours a week.
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like for me at least at the beginning of the pandemic the work from home thing meant that I was working like all the time and also there was just so much news (laughs) happening so it was like we're just always working like weekends, nights, whatever and now it's definitely like I think there is more kind of balance coming, but had, is that an adjustment you had to make since the time you're in the office is still in your home?
2: I did have to make that adjustment. It was funny because, um, so so I'm also divorced. And so I, so the girls are with me half of the time and they're with their dad half of the time. And so what I was doing in the beginning, exactly your point is on the evenings that I didn't have the girls, I found myself still sitting here, you know, at, at 8 or 8.30, because what else was I gonna do? Because I couldn't couldn't go anywhere because everything yeah, was else closed. Do. and. And so I would find myself just staying staying online and, and staying uh working much longer than I probably should have been. But like you said, I, over time I adjusted and as things reopened, I was able to, you know, kinda of get out a little bit more and that allowed me to make sure that I was I was signing off.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been I think it's a little better now. We'll see. When it gets dark outside and it's too cold to do anything, maybe we'll all be back to just all work all the time.
2: Yeah, uh, I hear you. I'm I'm dreading those days, you know, where we you know we come in and it's dark and then we're done. Yeah. And it's dark. So it's
1: yeah, really. I, I think it's really gonna make time feel meaningless again because if it's already dark when I'm like sitting at home at four o'clock, I'm gonna be baffled. But I'm just gonna be like, let's just <laughs> go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So when you do, when we're in a more normal environment or now, what's kind of your go-to way to de-stress or unwind after a really long day or really long week?
2: That's a good question. Um, You know, I definitely find that end of the end of the workday, it's always good to see my girls. That's always a great, uh, great balancer just to make sure that I'm keeping, uh, keeping things in perspective. I definitely have a guilty pleasure around crime drama on Netflix. So any kind of a crime drama on either Netflix, and I also read a lot of crime drama. Mm-hmm. And so those are my kind of my brainless activities to just kind of think about something else. And, and so I need that kind of hour at the end of the day to watch, watch the Netflix
1: or, or something on Amazon prime. What are you, what, any good recommendations? Cause I also am very into that genre.
2: <laughs> well, uh, so Bosch I just watched recently which I hadn't seen before that was pretty good I think on Amazon Prime yeah yeah Um, Marcella was pretty good on Netflix and then once it's been out for a while but it's still my favorite I think that I've seen is uh, Broadchurch
1: oh I haven't watched that and I know that was so popular
2: it was pretty good
1: I feel like we're we just watched The Night Manager which was very popular a couple years ago which is a little more like Bond-y than just like detective-y my husband's very into James Bond but so we're we're still catching up on some old uh stuff so i gotta try i gotta try and get some more on my list a couple final questions i think this is my last one if you were talking to somebody entering the workforce right now what advice would you give them uh if they were interested in having a career that looked a bit like yours following in your footsteps
2: yeah when i think back about starting earlier in my career i do think that and i do and i do talk to people earlier in their career about this is i think sometimes we feel pressure early on to know exactly what our career is going to look like and and i remember when i was early in my career feeling like i had to know exactly where, what i was going to be doing in 10 years or what i was going to be doing in five years or what that was that was going to look like and so i think for people coming new first i'd say enjoy the job that you're in and do the best that you can do in the job that you have and then really think about it's okay if you don't know exactly what you're gonna do next and then be open and flexible to different opportunities and, and different things, but not really put that pressure to feel like it's gotta be immediate that you know exactly what your your, your career is gonna look like. And then I would say on top of that, to always be learning. You know, It's really important to keep learning and trying different things and, and staying fresh. And so I, I definitely like to change roles um, you know, every, every few years or so to get a different experience. And so I just say to stay flexible and open to opportunities that, uh, that come up.
1: Awesome. I think that's great uh, advice. And I I really enjoyed chatting with you. So thank you so much for making some time in your schedule here today. Well,
2: thank you. I enjoyed it.
1: All right. Appreciate it.